This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Trump is probably going to nominate uh, ExxonMobil CEO uh, Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. Now, this is really weird to me because you had some pretty heavyweight choices. You had some guys who really have some experience, who who have political know-how, who have geopolitical know-how, who, who know what they're doing. And then you get the head of ExxonMobil. What the hell is that? What, what is that about? I mean, he's a good friend of Putin, apparently, because yeah. they deal with Russia all the time uh, with, with energy concerns. What experience do you have that would qualify you to be Secretary of State coming from the head of ExxonMobil? Now, uh, so I read a, read a couple of stories on this this weekend. And, of course, everyone's negative on it for various reasons. Like, uh, you know, I... Uh, I'm really hesitant because of the Russia connections. I mean, he is a very good friend of Russia. He received the highest uh, foreigner award for uh, being a friend of Russia. Uh, You know, he is... Me too. That's really concerning. Oh, I thought you also got the award. No. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. That would have no, been weird. That would have been weird. No, and awkward I, because I was, I was just criticizing your it. Okay, yeah. good. I, yeah. True. Uh, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, uh, I understand clearly like that part of it. I mean... Um, he does not. He's not Steve Bannon, right? I mean, Rex Tillerson is a well-respected guy. He is uh, all all reports a good person. Um, he's treated people well. Obviously, the left has a lot of um, problems with the fossil fuel stuff. I don't. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with them on that. Actually, one of the articles I read about it, um, I don't want to say it was The New Yorker, who wrote an article about it, uh, wrote a book about um, ExxonMobil. And basically, they called it as he's been essentially running a quasi-state for 10 years. Because mm. Exxon operates in every country around the world. They have good relationships with everybody around the world. They, have, they, they go and they, they fight for things. They, they know how to deal with different cultures. So they're cultures making the case and, that he does have experience. Yeah, they were saying, now this is a, a negative article about him, um, but they were saying he essentially mm. does have the experience necessary to do this type of job. Because he's like to me, used to diplomacy with these maybe, countries. He's going maybe. in there and saying, hey, we want to take some of your oil. We're going to give you some money back. What do we have to do? They deal with local customs. They deal with all those different things in various cultures around the world. Which, sure. There's some you could see some of the trans, uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of the properties there. I, I was laughing at one part in the article where they said uh, ExxonMobil, um, uh, you know, obviously climate, or out of control climate change, and they went through all the typical leftist stuff. And at one point they said, as recently as the 1970s, they, <laughs> <laughs> that was legitimately in the article. As recently as, as the recently 1970s, as six decades ago, <laughs> as recently as the 1970s, they started each corporate meeting with a prayer. Now, well, first of all, that's the big criticism. Yes, that was a criticism. What? Uh, now, as recently as that, I actually read the sentence what? three or four times. Like, are they saying like a long time ago? No, as recently as to say that this is so like this is basically who this company is. Now, it was the 1970s. We're talking about 40 years ago. It was as recently as this morning. I'm okay with that. Even if it was this morning, you wouldn't say it's a private company. Uh, Uh, Yeah, you're criticizing that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's 
I know there's the problems with that statement, but I mean, generally speaking, like they can do what they want to do. If they want to have, yeah. uh, if they want to have, yeah. uh, start with a prayer, they should be able to do that. Um, but if they Congress don't do it. starts with a prayer. Why would it be a concern for a private company? And this is 40 years the ago. The Supreme Court, the U.S. Congress, the President of the United States goes to the prayer breakfast every year. I mean, prayer is not a problem in this country. It is not a problem. It is not an issue. We don't have this weird separation of church and state that everybody thinks we have. But even if we did exist. have it, we even don't if have we an did, Exxon. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be an Exxon. Right. Bizarre I, criticism. But hmm. they kind of put, put him out as, and even in the article, they reference him as essentially. Wow. You know, and, Exxon and who was from, that? Uh, what was the what? article? Yeah. I want to say it was the New Yorker uh, or New York Magazine, wow. one of those two. Um, wow. I get them confused, as you might know, because uh-huh. they essentially have the exact same name, yeah. um, which is a, is, a, is a problematic issue for me. Um, but it was one of the two. Um, and, and it was mm. it was an interesting story because the guy wrote a book about it, obviously negative about Exxon. It's a li- liberal book about uh, Exxon, but saying how they, they essentially promote everybody from um, within. Um, so they, they, don't, they don't go outside their organization very often. You know what's and been- he had been there for 30 years, I think. You know what's been interesting is to see that uh, the transformation of the media uh, from the Bush administration to Obama's administration. Because during the Bush administration, ExxonMobil and Halliburton and all of those energy companies and the companies that provide for the energy companies, they were the worst, most evil people on the face of the earth. For the last eight years, we've heard virtually nothing about it. I mean, nobody talks about ExxonMobil. When gas prices go up, Uh, Nobody's talking about ExxonMobil. When gas prices go down, nobody's talking about ExxonMobil. Right now, gas prices are, you know, pretty okay. And nobody's talking about ExxonMobil. Oil's at $54 a barrel, something like that. But now that Trump is in office, you know they're going to start going back after ExxonMobil and Chevron and Shell and everybody else they can possibly go after, especially with him uh, nominating people who are pretty friendly. To the energy industry. Yeah, I have very little to complain about on that front, yeah. uh, to be honest. I mean, I mean uh, you know, everything I've read about Scott Pruitt from uh, Oklahoma as the uh, head of the EPA is pretty, pretty positive like from my perspective. Good, yeah. Like, it's the type of thing the liberals would hate. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, good. you know, that on that particular issue, you know, specifically, that makes me happy. I'm tickled. Um, yeah. Tickled. Um, you know, I mean, I, the, the main thing, like, it's like mm-hmm. with Trump, someone asked me about the Russia stuff this weekend and, and how, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Trump uh, fan. Um, and I, I said, I don't think, like, the Russia stuff was not one of the reasons why I um, didn't like Trump at the beginning. Like, I honestly wasn't aware of it when we first started talking about mm-hmm. Trump as a candidate. I did right. not realize his affinity for Putin and Russia. I mean, I heard him make a couple comments here and there, but it seemed pretty, honestly, it seemed like the media was making too big of a deal out of it at the time. Um, but it was one of the reasons as the campaign went on that I could not get, it was, it was additional information that made me not be able to cross back into the Trump world. Like, I mean, he's, there's a lot going on there. There's something, there's something obviously strange. With his relationship with Russia. It's obvious. He acts as if, well, we want to be friends with everybody. Why wouldn't we do that? Well, why don't you do this? Why wouldn't you have the same attitude towards China? Why wouldn't you have the same attitude towards every other country on Earth, half of which you're trashing all the time? It's just Russia he doesn't seem to have a problem with. Yeah. It's a very strange yeah, thing. Is. And, and, like, very. I can understand someone saying, um, we're going to be friends with everybody. By the way, 
I also can remember almost everybody in their administration being critical of the people who do that. People like Hillary Clinton with the reset button that go over there and, and, and act like they're all nice. We all say how naive that is. Now, all of a sudden, we're all supposed to be like, oh, now we have evidence uh, or at least a, a large consensus of intelligence agencies who say that they at least attempted to interfere with our election process. Now we're all supposed to be, ah, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. It is a big deal. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it turns out that this is uh, true, and there is a difference between um, a, a bunch of reports from intelligence agencies and, and the truth, as we know, uh, we should be looked into and fully investigated. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I support the efforts of, uh, you know, you know, I hate to say things like this, but I support the es- uh, efforts of Lindsey Graham and John McCain to investigate this because you want it. I mean, it's, you know, it's both sides of the aisle who, who want it. I mean, I think it's completely fit, mm-hmm. false from people like Chuck Schumer who wouldn't mm-hmm. care at all if Hillary Clinton won and then would not mm-hmm. be involved in this. But I think McCain's the type of guy who would want it investigated either way. And, uh, you know, he's going to come in here and, and, and I hope get to some of the answers here because, you know, you might like the result of this one. And I honestly do not think that the, that the difference was made at all um, by the Russians. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that they made any difference as they tried to interfere. But still, they shouldn't. I mean, we, we need to know about it. I mean, I love the fact that you can make a real legitimate argument, and it's what I actually believe, that he, Donald Trump would have lost the election if not for the James Comey letter. I legitimately think that that's actually true. You hear Democrats using it mm-hmm. as an excuse all the time. They're actually right on it, I believe. I mean, you know, we're talking about so the three states that Trump won that put him over the top in the Electoral College. Is, we're talking less than 100,000 votes. I find it very difficult to believe that that, that letter did not move that many people. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, you, know, you might not agree with that analysis. However, the same people who are sitting here saying that Russia didn't influence the elections and the CIA is so, is so crazy and awful... Forget the fact that James Comey, the head of the CIA, actually released that letter as we approached the election, and it probably did uh, change the election. So, I mean, the idea that the CIA is anti-Trump is pretty freaking hard to prove right now. Uh, they seem to have done some pretty nice things for Donald Trump over the past uh, few months. Oh, yeah. Um, so The FBI certainly did. They really do seem to take this seriously, <laughs> and they believe, the CIA believes... It was specific. The, the meddling in the elections was specifically to get Donald Trump to win. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Meanwhile, the uh, spin uh, by the media against uh, Trump continues. He, he did this interview with Chris Wallace at Fox, and uh, they've, they've done some interesting editing of the interview. Um, here's what was said about his, uh, the daily intelligence briefings. Just want to ask you about your skepticism about the intelligence community. You are getting the presidential daily brief yes. only once a week. Well, I, I get it when I need it. But is it? Is there no, some no, skepticism? I I, first of all, these are very good people that are giving me the briefings. And I say, if That's something should small. change from this point, mm-hmm. immediately call me. I'm available on one minute's notice. I don't have to be told, you know, I'm like a smart person. I don't have to be told the same thing and the same words every single day for the next eight years. Could be eight years, but eight years. I don't need that. But I do say if something should change, let us know. Now, in the meantime, my generals are great, are being briefed, and Mike Pence is being briefed, who is, by the way, one of my very good decisions. He's terrific. And they're being briefed, and I'm being briefed also. But if they're going to come in and tell me the exact same thing that they told me that, you know, it doesn't change necessarily. Now, there'll be times where it might change. I mean, there'll be some very fluid situations. I'll be there not every day, but more than that.
But I don't need to be told, Chris, the same thing. Not every day, but more than that? Every day, every morning, same words. Sir, nothing has changed. Let's go over it again. I don't need that. Okay, well, say what you will about uh, how smart he is. Well, he and didn't we say. He, I will say he didn't say he have. was smart. He no, said he was like, like a, a smart, smart person. person. <laughs> he said, I'm like um, a smart person. So that's like that's person. different. Uh, but the headline in the Huffington Post was Trump says he doesn't need daily intelligence briefing because he's smart. That's not exactly what he said. Yeah, I mean, it's a Business little bit impo- over insider said Trump. I am a smart person. Don't need intelligence briefings every single day. I mean. It, They've took it. They've taken it out of context and made it something it. Yeah, he sort wasn't. of wasn't. I mean, he's saying I don't need to hear the same thing every day. Right. So if there's right. something new, tell me about it. Right. He's, I'll get he, the briefing. They made it seem like, well, I'm smart enough mm-hmm. to know what all the intelligence is before they tell me. So therefore, right. I don't need it. That's, that's not that's what he was the saying. way they made it. That's not what he was saying. No. I mean, however, and you know, you you sympathize a little bit as a normal person. Yes, if someone if you had a meeting every day and they told you the exact same things uh, every single day, you wouldn't need the meeting every day. Um, I get that uh, makes sense. However, obviously, that's just you know that's you could tweak a meeting, right? Like if you have a real problem with the way they're doing the meeting, say, look, it, it just you know only update me when things change. Um, I don't necessarily need to hear the same exact information every day. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never been in a presidential daily briefing. My guess is these guys are smart enough to know that they really not coming right. in and going. Uh, by the way, there are nine people. Uh, in uh, Kazakhstan, we are worried about. And the next day they come in, there are nine people in Kazakhstan that we're worried about. Uh, there are nine people. In, like, I'm sure they're not doing that. They might say, yes, there's a threat of Islamic extremism. Here's the flare-ups for the last 24 hours. Um, and mm-hmm. all he takes from that is there's a threat of Islamic extremism. Um, well, you know, yeah, the problems are not going to change from day to day as far as specifics or things that he has to be uh, uh, updated on. However, there's an up, there's a difference between jumping into um, there's a reason why you practice in football, right? Like you mm-hmm. you want to get the plays right, you want to understand it, you want to be immersed in it. And if you jump in just in the games, yeah, you can call some plays, but it's you're not immersed in in the game plan. And he needs to be able to be immersed in the game plan, so when <clears throat> things do change, he is has such a breadth of knowledge that he doesn't have to worry about it. And he just had no interest in that yeah, at all. That's what I was. No. That's where this is going, really, because he's got no interest in it. He doesn't care about the daily intelligence briefing. No. Let Pence handle that. Let the generals handle that. I'm I'm not that guy, and I really believe he's not that guy. And and sadly, we hired that guy to be president of the United States because. That is a huge thing that all Americans, virtually all Americans, are in fact concerned about. But he's not. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about this stuff. Um, so leave that to Pence. He, you know, Pence can take care of that. That's why he's vice president. Uh, the generals, they're fine. They can do that. Uh, I mean, well, I'm concerned. First of all, they're great. They're great. They're great. They're they're great. great. Another, by the way, another mm-hmm. example of a great. great yeah. Great. I will say I am concerned about the whole thing with uh, with the generals because he knows more than the generals. So, I mean, yes, they might be getting the intelligence briefings, but would, wouldn't Trump's additional knowledge help uh, in those situations? So because he knows more about ISIS than the generals, which is what he said during the, right. during the campaign. So right? wouldn't it be helpful for him to be in there? Because then, cause it, with all of his additional knowledge that the generals don't have. If you're going to play this game and use his words from the past. <laughs> yeah, don't. You're right. Don't even How dare I? That, How really? dare I? You're taking him literally. Oh, Stop it. Yeah. We've got to take him. Seriously, not but not literally. literally. But wait, I don't understand. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 